So, hi, it's uh, me, Wally Nichols, here with uh, this week's podcast. And with me, I've got uh, an old friend and confidant and new client, uh, George Taylor. So, George, welcome to the show. How are you, George? Oh, I'm doing well, Wally. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we had talked about this, and uh, and so we we kind of adapted your your choice of names, uh, your money Morpheus. <laughs> hey man, it's, it's, for this, and I've got a backstory so. for this show. All right, I'm I want to take a sip of green tea. Uh, you run with your backstory, then if you've got something going on there, let me know. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. what, I came to. Money Morpheus, I like to think the same way Neo came to Morpheus and that I was looking for the truth. I was looking for a better way. And um, I never knew that I had the expertise and the empathy that Wally Nichols is at my disposal, but uh, I'm happy I finally made that call, man. Well, that's that's a very kind thing to say, George. Uh, I appreciate it. I um, I especially the empathy part because uh, uh, that, that's that's important to me. But so we were talking this episode about trust and layers of trust. Um, you know, I remember I remember first meeting you uh, when I I had uh, I had to put my my trust in you because I had a foot problem. I don't know. Is that, is that your recollection? Oh yeah, I remember. What did you have? Metatarsalgia? Yeah, I don't know. I, I call it falling arch. I don't know what you call it, but uh... okay. Yeah, I do remember that too, and um, yeah, I'm happy I got to uh, make your feet feel a little better, man. Yeah, you did. It was. Uh... It was great, and, and and that lasted me. Actually, that uh, one pair, I, I, I still have, but that stuff uh, of orthotics, uh, that, that lasted me a long time. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what they say, man. When your soul hurts, your soul hurts, right? <laughs> Got to be able to think, man. Got to be able to concentrate. That's it. That's it. So... Um... So ex explain explain a little bit uh, explain a little bit about uh, how how we got here and how you got to uh, making the statements that you just made previously. Well, you know, um, I've got multiple sclerosis, you know, and um, I'm on uh, disability, and it um, you know a lot of times my eyesight doesn't cooperate like it needs to. Um, it. It, unfortunately, it kind of makes me drift off from time to time, the multiple sclerosis that is, but knowing to know that I've got the financial guru um, that I have makes me feel better, knowing that I've got the uh, financial guidance of uh, the asset management group behind me, it, it makes me feel better. Um, you are uh, few and far in between, man. I appreciate I appreciate that. You know, I, we 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 take a look at everybody's uh, risk profile and, um, and and then try to match the allocation to meet your risk profile. And it doesn't matter the size of investment either. We just uh, take it because our our platform allows us to do fractional share trading. 
So you can have a small percentage. I mean, Apple right now, the big guys, the tech guys are like, you know, over, they're in four figures per share. We have the fraction, ability to buy fractions of shares, so it doesn't matter in our models. We can, uh, you just have percentages of all these things and then you benefit overall as the models move, you know, that's the, uh, and I use a Folio institutional platform. And Folio was cutting edge on that technology. They started back uh, in 2000 with the dot-com uh, boom. And, that, and, and they, that's, that's where they, they came along. And so they've been around this for 20 years, been cutting edge, and have always offered that. Now it's becoming, you know, fractional share trading is becoming more well-known and more prolific in the industry. So. Yeah, I, um, I do enjoy that Folio client too. The way that it's laid out, um, and the way that you've got it laid out, uh, that the folio client is is great, man. I'll have that forever. It's uh, I I find it pretty user friendly, uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to toot it, but I, I think most people do, don't you? Oh, definitely. Uh, coming in from yet again, man. I'm always going to um, you know complete and total novice. Even right now, complete and total novice. But every time. I uh, go to the Folio client site, not only am I able to learn something uh, from it, but I'm able to retain it, most importantly. And uh, yet again, man, um, the combination of uh, Money Morpheus, Wally Nichols, and Folio client, that'll do you right, man, definitely. <laughs> George George coined that term, so that's why that's where I came up with the domain uh, name from from George. So, you you are scary good at what you do. Thank you very much. So, and um, I I know you got a USB on that brain someplace, man. I'm gonna download it. It's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> so. So since we're talking, since this a theme is trust, uh, why, don't you, why don't you, if you don't mind, share a little bit of what it takes to get your trust and what's important to you when you have a professional relationship. Trust winds up being on the top of the list. Um, I, I trust you because you give me the the tools that I need, but you make you make sure as much as you can that I understand them. Um, I'm gonna tell you the truth, Wally man. I don't trust anybody as far as I can throw. But trust is a personal responsibility. I feel, and all you can do is make your make your life better. What, what, what flan, what um, fans the flames of my trust, if you will, are the um, unwavering generosity with knowledge that you you give to me, and um, you know, in with me doing my part, in addition to you doing the money Morpheus way. It builds the best dynamic for um, quote unquote trust that I think you can in, in, a, in a field like this, you know? I mean, what's important to you? We're in the midst of this COVID thing. We're trying to come out. Seems like we, we're coming out. We never come out. So, 
uh, you're, you're, you know, you've got a, uh, everyone's kind of homebound as it were, but you've got a, even a more special situation than that. So how are you coping through this, my friend? And how are you, how are you, how, what are you doing every day to, to get along and make things uh, feel good? Man, I got to tell you, first and foremost, the most important thing I do is smile. Every day I wake up and I see the sun, I'm like, for real, man, you did it again. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, and some days I feel good and I can just turn around and bop out of bed. But some days it might take me a little while to get out of bed. But the thing about it is it's still a day, you know, it's still a day. And it's a day that I get that, unfortunately, so many others don't. And um, I got to do the best I can with what I got while I'm here. You know, I um, I'm not trying to fail that that exit interview when it's time to go to the other side, right? So in keeping that positive mental attitude that you're, that you're sharing here, how do you get there? I mean, so you wake up that way, that's right. And so then, so then that, that puts you in that positive place. How do you stay there as the day wears on? Reading a lot, um, meditating a lot. And, um, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing, I mean, uh, so we we had an experience uh, uh, trying to go through uh, one of the investment alternatives, an alternative to bonds that we have is, uh, well, actually it's an alternative to equities also, an alternative investment, we, I turned it to LIRP, and I think you had read some information about that, and you had studied that, and then you and I discussed that. Um, what, what was your perception of the LIRP as an alternative investment product? We were talking about the uh, the LIRP yeah. update that you sent, um, and I I was really I wanted to talk to you, and just kind of have you break that down a little bit more for me. It looked um, from what I understood and what I read that that resonated. It made a lot of sense, um, but uh, I just kind of wanted to see if you would uh, put a little Wally on it for me. So, so what we're talking about here is a, a life insurance as a retirement uh, planning device. And so we're talking about a section 7702 plan as opposed to a, a 401k plan or 403b plan or any kind of other kind of a qualified plan. And what we do uh, in, order to, in order to set aside tax-free money for distributions later on in life, uh, this is a long-term investment. So in order to set aside uh, distributions tax-free, uh, the IRS charges a price for admission. And the price for admission here is to do something that's socially responsible. And that is uh, uh, you, have to, you have to pay the expenses of the product, which are front-loaded. And, and that is uh, in the form of the cost of term life insurance. Now, most people aren't that excited about term life insurance. Uh, uh, and are trying to get to get rid of it, but what we also get out of this thing is is, is triple and, and, and quadruple duty dollars many times because in a long term care situation out there, uh, then what happens is uh, the ability to accelerate that death benefit and use that at, in terms of cash payments on an accelerated basis, uh, you know, spread out over four years. And so that's what's available to people, and that's the reason that we get into it. 
Uh, most people, when they're thinking about a death benefit, here's the deal. You're probably, you're not going to die. I mean, the odds of dying are, are pretty low, and that's why the risk pool is available and a law, uh, a law of large numbers works for this. But that's the encouragement that the IRS puts in there, is that they want, in case of the unexpected, they want that available to people. And in exchange for that, uh, for that benefit, for, for, for that cost of having people make a, a multiplier, a leverage available in case of an, of an, of an early death or a long-term care event, because most mm-hmm. people have long-term care insurance, can't pay for it, and yet we've got this huge population that is, we know, statistically likely to incur those expenses. So what they've done is they've said, okay, uh, here's if you buy, if you buy this 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 much of a you know of, of a death benefit, then we'll add these other benefits. So what we've done because uh, I, I'm I'm a push to the edge kind of guy, is we've simply taken those parameters, and instead of instead of of getting as much death benefit for as little cost as possible, right over, and we said we want. As minimum death benefit as, as as Section 7702 will allow, and then let's stuff cash in this thing up to the limit so that we get we get the best bang for the buck. We stay within the the law requirements of having a death benefit available to you in case of an early demise or a long term care event where that money can be accelerated to pay for the cost of health care. But in the meantime, the money grows, the cash value grows with market like um, uh, interest rates, yet safely and productively, because there's no risk of loss, and that's a subject for a, a whole video. But uh, that's that's the LIRP in a nutshell. Uh, a lot of people they they look at that, but they become skeptical about it, and and they're like, you know, that they're not sure that they want to be involved in that. Your situation, you know, you I don't know uh, uh, if that's. Um, that was a situation where a lot of people would like to be involved in that, but then they can't because there are qualifications that you have to meet, and they're very stringent, you know. So, yeah, that's um, you know that's my only uh, downfall with um, something like that. Um, you know, again, with having uh, multiple sclerosis and it being a pre-existing condition, um, and in these times of COVID, with it being an autoimmune disease. I am um, I am a huge red flag to uh, life insurance companies. Matter of fact, they probably laugh. They might get a chuckle when they see my application. Like this kid really thinks. But same thing. In the long run, I can understand it. I'm a big, big fan of um, life insurance. Um, the the asset that it winds up being, uh, the tax free asset that it winds up being. Um, I'm a great big fan of it, but same thing, man. Um, I'll, I, I'd never qualify. Yeah. So, but, but if, if, if you could, so that, it seems like that's the way it is with life. When you want something, you can't have it. If you're ambivalent about something, it seems abundant, right? Uh, yeah, right. So. C.S. La Vie, right? So. Yeah. That's the whole idea of the law of large numbers, spreading that risk out over a large number of people. And then, then that way, statistically, it all works out for everybody. And that's what the Internal Revenue Service is trying to promote by even making this available in the first place, is, uh, is that risk spreading 
And so that's why it gets special treatment. Uh, you know, that was congressional intent in allowing that, that uh, section to be placed in the Internal Revenue Code as law. Thinking back to 25-year-old me, would 25-year-old me want to do something like that? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. You might not have known about it, but looking back at this point, you might have wished that you had. Do you wish that you had? Goodness gracious, yes. Yeah, 25, uh, 24, 25, that was rough. That was um, right when I was getting diagnosed, I guess. We'll say this. Maybe when I was 24, <laughs> I should have uh, looked into uh, the long-term thing. But th and, and this is of the many stellar attributes that you have, money Morpheus. You, you're telling me about it. You're letting me know. And with me being, uh, I'm 39 years old. And, you know, it's, um, it was predestined by the universe in the space-time continuum that we meet to indeed. I just never knew about that stuff, man. And there's so many people that just don't know. They don't know what to do. And, um, yeah, I, I wish I could go back and have a talk with 24-year-old me. I really do. I'm glad. I'm glad to count you among uh, the fold and in, in, in uh, asset guidance groups uh, uh, clientele, and uh, more importantly, I'm I'm, I'm glad to count you uh, among my my friends and my uh, uh, my confidants because uh, I know if uh, if if I need an ear, I, I know that I can always reach out to George, and uh, you're always there, man, and 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 you're uh, you're a good man and and, and a kind person and, and and very very astute intellectual. I appreciate you having you around. Hey, thank you, Wally, man. That means more than you know coming from you. Money Morpheus. I love it. <laughs> Your money Morpheus. <laughs> That's great. That's great stuff. All right, man. All right, well, I'll, we'll put a wrap on it then. That'll be, uh, that'll be the show for, uh, for today and, and this week. And uh, we'll come back and uh, uh, talk about some other, other stuff, uh, other, other steps that are of concern in, in the future. And, and next time around, I hope we have you again, uh, George, and coming back in and, and maybe uh, – uh, we will uh, be able to explore other areas that are of import, okay? Hey, definitely, Wiley. And again, man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, great. All right.